The Sons of Liberty is a politically neutral organization. We believe that the Judeo-Christian ethic has provided the principles upon which this nation was founded. It is our belief that these principles provide not only the foundation and framework for American government and society, but are also essential to the maintenance of a fair and just society. All program content is based on a Christian biblical worldview. One of you said to me recently, we shouldn't rock the boat. But ladies and gentlemen, I want to tell you that I am a boat I will not wear the mask. 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 I will not wear a mask. I will not get the vaccine. I will not get the vaccine. And I will not get the vaccine. I will resist evil. I will resist evil. I will resist evil. I will submit to God. I will submit to God. I will submit to God. In the Lord, I will praise his word. In God, I have put my trust, and I will not be afraid. Hear my prayer, O Lord, and let my cry come to you. Do not hide your face from me in the day. For the Lord is the great God, and the great King above Rise all. up, O judge of the earth. Render punishment to the proud. Lord, how long will the wicked, how long will the wicked chime? Righteousness and justice are the foundation of this I hate the work of those who fall away. My mouth I will make known your faithfulness to all generations. For I have said, Mercy shall be built up forever. Your faithfulness you shall stand. On an instrument of ten strings, on the lute and on the harp, with harmony sound. For you, O Lord, have made me glad through your works. I will you, triumph Lord, in the works of your are on high forevermore. For behold, your enemies shall perish. All the workers of iniquity shall be scattered. I will defy tyrants. 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 And good day, America. Welcome Christians, conservatives, constitutionalists, liberals, libertarians, communists, Islamists, LGBTQers, TV, WXYZ people, all the Brit Rockers are in the house, and anybody else I may have missed to the Sons of Liberty Radio show here on Red State Talk Radio, where we use the Bible and the Constitution not to see who's on the right or the left. But who is on the straight and narrow? I'm your host, Tim Brown, coming to you live from the U.S.-occupied state of South Carolina, the editor at SonsOfLibertyMedia.com. And for Muslim friends, I'm the infidel that Allah warns about. I hold to the book, the Bible, as the authoritative word of God. Glad that you guys have joined us this morning. If you'd like to check us out online, please do so. SonsOfLibertyRadio.com and also SonsOfLibertyMedia.com. Right, you're listening by way of Red State Talk Radio, and you want to watch the video portion of the radio show. That's right, and see the face is made for radio. Yes, we've got a little little guy who spent the night with us last night, him and mom and dad. Uh, so if you hear that going on in the background, uh, just enjoy it from our house to yours. <laughs> uh, head over to SonsOfLibertyMedia.com where you can see the video portion of the radio show, right? Face is made for radio. There's two videos at the top of the screen. The one on the left side is Bradley's show from yesterday. You can catch that up until 3 o'clock this afternoon, at which time I'm guessing he's going to be live for two hours. Uh, it's Saturday, so look for that. 
3 p.m. Eastern on sonsoflibertymedia.com. And then on the right side of the page is where we're at. Click on the play, play button, blow it up on whatever device you've got, and then uh, join us in the chat on Rumble. Click on the Rumble icon. It'll be in the bottom right-hand corner. And I'd love to see you over there. We are streaming live to Rumble, Sons of Liberty Radio Live is the channel. We're also on um, beforeitsnews.com, top of the page there, dlive.tv at the Sons of Liberty. We're also on a number of Facebook pages that bear my name, as well as Twitch, which is uh, Real Tim Brown, not the Real Tim Brown, but Real Tim Brown on Twitch. And then if Twitter, for whatever that's worth, the Real Tim Brow, drop the N off the end of my name, put a two there, the Real Tim Brow two, and we're streaming live over there. You can also sign up for our email newsletter right under where we're streaming live. Um, you get one of those a day uh, that goes out of between 7 and 8 Eastern. And then if you want our ministry email, which goes out today, uh, it will be at sonsoflibertyradio.com. You'll sign up for that on the, the front page, and you get one of those a week. And again, if you get signed up for that before 1 o'clock today, you'll probably get it. Okay, All right, for today. Uh, otherwise, it'll be next week. If you agree with our message and you'd like to keep us out there, there's a donate button at the top of sonsoflibertymedia.com. You can click on that and make a one-time donation. Or you can partner with us monthly as a son or daughter of liberty. And we appreciate each and every one of you uh, very, very much. Now, <clears throat> Kate uh, looks like she's on the road today. <laughs> and, uh, she's heading out to a castle. Uh, and uh, I don't know that the, the Internet is so great right now. So we'll have to we'll have to check in on that. But before I bring Kate on, there is a, there's a video, an advertisement uh, by the UK Health Security Agency. Now, Kate's going to be talking about several things today, but this got passed around and a lot of people thought somebody had made a spoof uh, as to to what they were putting out. But uh, yeah, we'll, we'll see Satan. I mean, Santa. Uh, <laughs> some of you will get the reference. Uh, we'll, we'll see him. He needs to get you know his Christmas list done and it's going to be a booster shot. So. Check this out, and then I'm going to have Kate comment on it, and she's got some other things she's going to be talking to us about, but she's on her way to a castle right now, and uh, hopefully we're going to bring her up here in just a minute, and she'll be able to hear this. Here's the, here's the short little advertisement. It was a cold winter's eve, and someone very special was carefully checking their Christmas list for things they still needed to do. After one too many mince pies, he slowly gets out of his chair, then quickly hurries to the local vaccination centre somewhere in, um, South London, where he finds a sack full of Santas from all around the world, waiting for exactly the same thing. How convenient. And who might be administering the vaccines, I wonder? Well, it's none other than Dr. Hillary, the celebrity doctor from the TV. Splendid. It was all over faster than you can say Rudolph, and Santa didn't feel a thing. Now that it's done, Santa can finally cross it off his heart and get on with the important things this Christmas, like spreading joy, and delivering all the presents and disease. <laughs> I, I mean, you, you, you can't Boost make this your immunity this winter with the flu and COVID-19 vaccines. Yes. Do it. 
boost your immunity and kill yourself and those you love or this season. That's the perfect gift, right? The gift that doesn't keep on giving. Uh, with that said, <laughs> Kate is with us. And uh, good morning, Kate. Good to see you. Hi, good morning, Tim. Uh, we're actually, the castle's closed, unfortunately, because it is winter and it's cold here. And when uh -huh. it gets a bit cold here, everyone gets a bit excited because, oh, it's really cold. <laughs> and uh, centrally. And so we're going to this beautiful English church that we're going to show you shortly, which okay. is next to the house that Anne of Cleves lived in. And Anne of Cleves, of course, was uh, became Henry VIII's wife just before he chopped her head off. And uh, so we're going there. But regarding that, regarding that um, video, let's just let's just take that apart a minute. I mean, first of all, Santa. I mean, we've all done it, but it's totally pagan, as you know. I don't need to tell anybody your listeners that. But they're talking that you've got a big fat man with a big massive gut. Did Doctor Hillary? Oops, I meant Doctor Hillary. Did he counsel him on sorting out his weight and that all that visceral fat? around his abdomen was going to exponentially increase all disease uh, before he stuck that uh, toxic, untested, unlicensed, uninsured experimental bioweapon in his arm. And then Dr. Hillary, what was the, oh, Dr. Hillary, there's a slip of the tongue again. Um, he kept wearing a mask. Well, what's the mask for? It's a splash guard. Are we parking? It's a splash guard. And uh, so you've got that going on. And then he's talking as well about mince pie, sugar. What does sugar do? It switches off your immunity. It's a white acid. I mean, the whole thing is preposterous. You know, let me breach your, you know, the integrity of your your skin to um, to bypass your innate immune system. And, you know, all of them, all of the studies are coming out now saying about all the deaths. So why they, Dr. Hillary is not complying with his code of professional conduct, I don't know. Could it be the fact that he's got a nice sports car parked in the driveway of his very large, expensive house? I wonder. That's possible. That is possible. Yep. And uh, and I, uh, sitting with me, I'm, I'm up visiting my very old friend. We worked it out last night. It was 26 years. We met just before I got married and just before her husband left her. I think <laughs> that all happened in the same week. And... Uh, she is a former nurse. She's a nurse trained and qualified till the day she dies, but a very uh, well-qualified nurse as well, very experienced. And that was how I met her. And it was once I got cancer, she started filtering to me uh, where she was working about what actually happens in the GP surgeries with the vaccine clinics of the children. And it's, it, it's outrageous. And all the latest now about this strep A, and they're putting in the press nine children i believe have died they've had heart attacks what they don't you know tell you is that they've got a vaccine coming so you have to create the problem don't you so that you can you know wheedle in slither it under the door your solution and uh, this flu shot they've just done it on all the children in the uk and i'm saying all because i can tell you right now i contacted uh, the vaccination teams no risk assessment is done in the rooms whether it's done at school or whether it's done in the gp surgery for the air air aerosol effect so my friend was telling me you squirt the syringe up one nostril then generally they have to pin the child down when the child's young and restrain it to get the, the next dose up the other nostril and the child by the first dose doesn't want it up the, the other one and it goes in the air so she um 
I'm just going to show you. There's the Anne of Cleves house on my right. Can you see it? Anne of Cleves. Yep, I see it. So, so you've got these children having this flu mist up their nose and it actually has a live, live virus in it. A live virus as well as aluminium, which switches off the first part of the immunity, pushes down all your immune cells, your lymphocytes, leukocytes, your macrophages. So then your body actually accelerates your cytokine response which you don't want. You don't want an accelerated one. Otherwise, you're going to get a cytokine storm, fluid in the lungs. So so they're giving this the aluminium. Then it's got thimerosal in it. And thimerosal, of course, all of this goes through the blood-brain barrier. But when you spray it up the nose, you've got the little cribriform plate up there. And the olfactory nerve, the nerve for smell, goes up through that plate. And that flu vaccine then inflames the glia cells and then you get this all the way down the central nervous system the other side of that little cribriform plate is your meninges to your brain and this is where you see these children children end up in intensive care in america i believe that was why they campaigned to get the uh, thimerosal out because children were dying so they're giving these children a live virus up their nose that they wouldn't have doesn't matter whether it's attenuated you don't know what this child's constitution is, what their diet's been like. Do they have, you know, any other underlying illnesses going on? No one's testing for these, none of it. So it really is quite shocking that they're doing this. And now all of a sudden the children are ill. And of, and of course, they're talking about doing uh, COVID shots now on the babies, six months, and they'll be included in the childhood vaccine. So, you know, no disrespect to a lot of the mums, but there are lots of different socioeconomic classes. Will, will they ask? Do they know what to ask? Are they just going to be coerced and trust the nurse? I mean, it really is. Uh, it is quite shocking. Now, so Kate, we seem to. Kate, yeah, one, of, one of the things is, is that the young lady that you have with her, with, with you there, she is she the lady who's your longtime friend who kind of, you guys kind of met each other again by listening. She's listening to the show. Yeah, she's she is. She's got an earphone in. She's it's her birthday today, Tim. And what's her name? Victoria. Victoria, are you there? Hi. Hello, how are you? I'm fine, thank you. You can tell Tim what you saw in the doctor's surgeries. And she also worked on the community, um, going out over a large area to elderly um, that were ill or young people that had cancer. And I remember you were telling me some of them didn't used to get put to bed till the early hours of the morning because they didn't have the staff. What, well, now, hang on hang on a second, because, Victoria, you're a birthday girl today, right? Yeah. Right, let me Is give that... you the earphones. I'm just getting the dogs out the car. Okay. Too. All right. Well, you're a birthday girl. You're a guest this morning. So happy birthday to you. Happy birthday <laughs> to you. Happy birthday, dear Victoria. Welcome to the Sons of Liberty. Happy birthday to you. <laughs> Thank you. All right. Tell us, what, tell us what you've got that Kate was mentioning there. Um, well, obviously, I was a nurse for 30 plus years, and then I retired five, six years ago because I just basically didn't enjoy it anymore. Um, I worked on the community as a community nurse for 15 years, um, and I, obviously visiting people in homes, care homes, but also in their own homes. And yeah, we did a lot of end of life care. Um, it did seem to accelerate in recent years. So um, going back 15 years, 20 years ago now, we probably only went out to a couple of patients a week. And then by the end of my career, 
which ended in 2016, I believe, um, we were probably every patient on our list for the shift was pretty much on some kind of end of life pathway. Um, and then when I left that role, I then went in to become a practice nurse, which is in a GP surgery. And I only managed that for 15 months because I was given the awful task of doing the baby clinic, which was all the baby vaccines um, and the nasal flus and everything else that comes with that. And I didn't enjoy that at all. I think I was telling Kay this morning about the flu mist that they spray up the children's nose. Um, it, it was just horrific. It was just the most stressful experience because for some reason they split it into two doses. So half had got one nostril, the other half had got the other. I don't know why they did it like that. 90% of the children, you'd put the first half up one nostril and then the children would be screaming and hysterical and the parents would be pinning them down. I wouldn't do that. I would refuse to get involved in that. But they would be pinning these children down so you could try and get the other half of the dose up the other nostril. Um, it was just awful. I mean, most of the time we'd end up bailing on that. And I'd just say, look, let's just, you know, the child's getting too distraught and too upset. Let's just leave it. And uh, we'd, we'd, you know, we'd bail on that. I'm just getting out of the car. Excuse me a moment. And, um, sure. and uh, But then what would happen was the children would just be... Um, because they're screaming, whatever you just sprayed up their nose was just coming straight back out. It was all over their face, all in the air. I'm asthmatic myself, mildly. Um, but after I'd done several of them, because it was just all in this enclosed room with no ventilation, no windows open, the door shut, I'd be wheezing and coughing because obviously I was inhaling that, even though I didn't really want to, but you couldn't avoid it. Well, so, can I, yeah. let, me, let me ask a question about, about that whole thing because I'm not understanding – what is the reason? I mean, they're normally giving vaccines shot. They're giving them as a shot in the arms. How, what's going on that's different between that and sticking something up somebody's nose? Well, I don't know. I mean, there would be certain children that would have the shot in the arm for the flu. And they used to be from memory, predominantly the children, if they had moderate to severe asthma, they weren't suitable for the nasal spray. So they got the shot in the arm, which was not a live shot. Um, whereas the nasal spray was pretty much default for all the other children. It wasn't mandated. It was kind of up to parents, you know, for these three and four and five-year-olds. They didn't have to have it, but a lot of them did. Um, but the one that goes up the nose is live. So we had to give this whole spiel about, you know, uh, if you've got any relatives, elderly relatives with low immune systems or having chemotherapy, et cetera, et cetera, you mustn't let them visit the, visit these children for up to 14 days because they're going to be shedding influenza, live virus everywhere, and it can make people sick. And that was the spiel we were trained to give to – so we're just walking off now. That was the spiel that – you can go through the gate there. That was the spiel that we'd have to give to the parents – so it's like, you know, here's your nasal flu jab for your child, but please keep them away from all your elderly relatives because basically they could probably kill them with the flu. It is a bit bizarre. Um, like I say, I only stuck that job out for 15 months and I just decided nursing was no longer for me. I'd done 32, 33 years at that point. Um, and I just came off the nursing register voluntarily. And then you realised about nutrition. Um, and then kind of got more interested in nutrition, etc. Um, and supplements, etc. Healthier lifestyle, um, and th and then I retrained as a bookkeeper because my eldest son is an accountant. So 
I retrained as a bookkeeper, did a load of exams, funded it all myself, and I'm now self-employed. And if I'm perfectly honest, I don't miss nursing one iota. <laughs> Good for you. I think you found something like uh, what Kate did and what many other nurses and doctors are discovering is that their training, while there may be some good things in there, it wasn't their, their training wasn't there to actually teach you how to bring the person's body to a, a position where it could heal itself. Uh, not to where you healed it, but where you, you got them what they needed so their body could do what the creator has made it to do. Yeah, not at all. Yeah. I, I mean, the thing I used to do with the baby's clinic was, um, you know, you have these patient information leaflets, I think Case talked about them inside the packaging. And I used to make a very clear point of handing them to the patient or the parent of the baby. And I used to, in a 10-minute appointment, I probably spent eight minutes talking about side effects. Whereas most nurses would just literally, as soon as you walk in, you just feel the needle in your arm sort of thing. Um, so I used to um, take that part seriously, if you like, of informing people of risks and side effects, etc. But you, to be honest, you did find that on the whole, 99% of people still went ahead, despite you telling them, that, you know, this can cause this, this and this. Oh, yeah. Incredible. People, yeah. They just they just blindly just go ahead with it because that's what they want to do. Yeah, that's that's just crazy. Well, we're we're glad that you were able to join us this morning, and uh, glad that the show was useful in connecting you guys back together again. I just think that's a really cool thing. I know Kate was very excited about it when she when she heard from you and uh, had had told the audience as well. Now, Kate, I, I got a little correction. Uh, Mr. Wordsworth said uh, Anne of Cleves well, was not killed by King. My earphone out. Hang on, let me put this on. Say that again. <laughs> we Say have a little. Game. We have a little correction. Um, that uh, Anne of Cleves was not killed by Henry VIII. She was oh, the was one who outlived no, all the, the other wives. Yeah, Anne Boleyn yep. was the one who lost her head. Yes, sorry, yes. Thank you, Mr. Wordsman. Yes. I was driving around <laughs> okay. a one-way system. <laughs> That's okay. Just want to make time. sure we cleared that you, up. Yeah. Um, so are we allowed to carry a dog in here because of my therapy dogs? It's interesting. And it's live radio, spoke. folks. I mean, these these ladies have just got out of the car. They're there at, at this. Where are you at? You're, you're not at the castle. Look you're somewhere this. else. I'm going to show you. It's the most beautiful um, St. Mary's, Mary's Church. Can mm. you see this English church? I see it. And the gargoyles. <laughs> Actually, I've just spoken to a group. Now, this is interesting. We're in Leicester, Melton Mowbray, Leicester, 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 Leicester Town Centre, Leicestershire. Leicestershire. And Leicester was the home of the first anti-vax movement. Interesting. Because, of course, they were, yeah, they were giving the people here... Um, they met, yeah, the smallpox vaccine, they made it mandatory for children. And if you didn't have your children vaccinated, you would be fined or you would go to prison. Yeah, five pounds. It would be like three months salary. Now, one of the particular court cases that was done at that time was a gentleman whose first child died after the smallpox. That was Jenna remembered smallpox vaccine. So he didn't want his second child to be put at risk and they took him to court. And that was where the very first, um, you had the very first anti-vax movement came. And what was also interesting is there was drawings of that time. My dogs are just seen another dog. It's ours. My dogs. By the way, it was, it, let me give credit where credit is due. It was Magnus. I'm sorry about that, Wordsworth. And it was Magnus who, who Magnus. pointed that out. Thank you very much. Yeah, I'm glad you're awake, Magnus. Thank you so much. Uh, could you come and do my army as well? So, 
interesting about the footage from those times was there were thousands and thousands on the streets and the police were wearing the helmets and they had their batons out. And these were drawings because in those days people didn't have cameras. And, uh, you know, this one newspaper would be read several times. People couldn't afford newspapers. There's no social media. And yet the people were able to rally themselves onto the streets of Leicester uh, to, to be out against this mandated smallpox vaccine that was killing uh, children so it was quite an interesting time and that was in the 1800s so that's us in in leicestershire today uh, which is quite fitting and uh and uh someone's just stroking the dogs you're so we we yeah it's nice that we we just it was only 2016 and when i i got engaged to dr vickers who we've had on the show so I've come up here, but it's, um, they all talk in a different accent up here as well. Uh, all up there. Can you hear? Now, now what city are you in today? Oh, nice. This is Melton Mowbray, isn't it? Melton Mowbray. Okay. Uh, Melton, and it's, have you heard of pork pies, Tim? And Stilton cheese. Yes. Well, that's, this is the birthplace. Come on. Pork pies and Stilton Hello. cheese. This is what. Oh, and you went inside that big facility there, and your internet is boo. <laughs> uh oh. Let me just see. Uh, let me just. Let me just see if. Um, they must I mean, be really just... set up to block sure. the signal in there. That's for sure. I am. I'm actually. It's only on me. Well, now we have radio to thousands and thousands in America. Yeah. Now we have several. We have. Uh, Can we you have see me? Can you see me, Tim? Yeah, you're having a little. It's a little glitchy when you went inside. But uh, one of the things here's is here's a couple of ladies. Here's a couple of ladies at the church. Hello, ladies and at this the church. Is in South Carolina in America. Hello. <laughs> so they've come. They're coming on. May I ask, Adam, what your name is? My name is Rhina. Rhina, that's a lovely name. It's a family name, and I got landed with it. Are you from this area? <laughs> I live in Melton. Yes. So Melton, were you born here? No, I was born in Oxfordshire. Ah, so she was. She's moved up here. May I ask how old you are? Never ask a lady I her age. Eighty-six. Eighty-six. She's lucky. That's all I can say at this stage. And, her, yeah. and what's your name, madam? George. 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 Georgina. 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 Ah, Georgina. That's that's wonderful. Thank you very much. We're just looking around. I mean, this is from the eleven eleven hundreds. Are we? we yes. Eleven hundreds, Tim. Yes. Incredible. Thank you. It's a Christian. Uh, yes, Sons of Liberty. Uh, so, Tim, thank you. Do you see this beautiful font? Yep, I see it. Yeah. Yeah, it's, the, it's this is the font. This is the it moves because this is where the, the child will begin their journey, won't they, Tim? This is where they're baptized. Okay. And uh, so, yeah, eleventh century. I don't know. I'm gonna. Can you see this? I love the fact that we've got a beautiful church and we've got all the pagan Christmas trees in here, which of course were to symbolize the phallic symbol, the baubles which would have been tested from the garlands which would have been the entrails of animals. Interesting to put them into a church. Mm. Who am I? I'm just a conspiracy theorist. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. It always it always bothered me to see that uh, in churches as well. Same thing yeah, with flags. I don't I don't like flags yeah. in churches either. But uh, but it's, yeah, that's. I mean, it's incredible. It's incredible the architecture that's there. I mean, oh look at that window, Tim. 
It really is. Down a tree in front of it, but look at that beautiful, beautiful stained glass window. Can you see it? Yep, I can see it. I don't it's I'm wondering, I'm almost wondering how many people even attend because a lot of churches like that, the old churches, man, they're just becoming empty. They're turning them into something else. Other religions are coming in. Well, people, yeah. And people, um, you know, I have that, you know, I just can't help myself. <laughs> Oh, and she's playing. What are you playing with there? Is that the piano? Yep, I guess that's the piano. Hey, I'll be, I'll be playing this song. I like it because um, I'll be in trouble. So this is where the, you know, this is where the choir would be. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. Something about course, in the church is like kind of killing the signal there. I don't know why. Uh, it makes it a little. Are you glitchy. getting this, Tim? Uh, are you getting the, the nice? Yeah, it's a little. Nice it's a little choppy. Uh, I, I guess. They got a touch of. They have a touch of Freemasonry there too, don't they? Yeah, like look at that <laughs> nice Freemasonry floor. Isn't that just look? You know, you just can't get away from it. Um, this is. A, I don't know whether they do this in America. They write. Uh, they write a star for someone that they've lost, and they pop it on the tree. Yeah. And this tree's looking really full. I'm not surprised. With 83 percent of the elderly died, went mm. into the hospital in the last yeah. two years. Yeah. Um, and we've just incidentally we've just increased the total. It's gone up from one thousand six hundred and forty-two point five patients must be euthanized every day in England. Jeremy Hunt's just announced that total is now two thousand and fifty-five. Wow. Yep. So that's a minimum date. Yeah. And we've got the nativity play here because I think Jesus was uh, born in October, wasn't he? When the shepherds were in. The yeah, place. most people would say it's September, October. But it was yeah, still yeah, warm enough yeah, where they were outside and doing what they're doing. And we've got a cafe. We have a cafe in the church, and a lady who's she's cleaning the tables. It's just live radio in America. Yeah. What's your name? It's Lisa. This is Lisa, and Lisa's. Yeah. Oh, do you serve tea and coffee? I clean. Um, this is well. We have uh, refreshments on uh, like uh, after the church services. Do they have a church service tonight? Uh, tonight there isn't one. Tonight, there's just a wedding blessing at four o'clock. It's interesting, isn't it? Thank you. It's interesting, isn't it? The Sabbath yeah, is indeed today, but we have our yeah. church service. Thank you, my love. Thank you. We have our church services on a Sunday, and then we have the weddings on a Saturday, and I believe they have to pay a certain amount to get married, when today is actually the Sabbath. It's quite interesting, right, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, that's, that, no, that's really interesting. Well, listen, people are, people are joining in the midst of the show, and I've got it basically, I took it for the ad, and I played the ad for people as you guys were uh, going to the, the church there that you're at. And, you know, one of the things that came up was so many people said, I thought this was a joke. I thought somebody was doing a spoof off of this, of this Santa. And by the way, you know, I was reflecting on that the other day. I was thinking, no, Santa has presented us as this nice guy. I understand the St. Nick story. I get that. Uh, St. Nicholas, which I actually, I actually like that guy uh, to some extent. But um, what gets me is when I started thinking about it, you know, say, uh, Satan, Santa, <laughs> in the same, I guess, the guy is a glutton. He is, uh, you know, the God of uh, all your lusts, if you will, uh, whatever you want, he's bringing you, right? He portrays himself or he is portrayed as one who is God. He sees you when you're sleeping. He knows when you're awake. He knows if you've been bad or good. So be good for goodness sake kind of stuff. Uh, and then there was something that hit me that I had not really thought about. I'm sure some other people have. He's the guy who wants all the children around him. 
even to sit on his lap. And I got to thinking about where we are as a society with what's going, you know, Bradley talked about Billy Ray Cyrus yesterday, uh, 61 years old. And I look, I, I know older men who even in history who've been with younger women, not kids, but women. Uh, of course, that issue starts when the little girl is really little, prepubescent. But you've got him after all the children and stuff. And I just, I don't know, everything about it kind of smells <laughs> from that. Uh, but uh, but can you tell people what your thoughts were just once again on that before we move on with some other things? About well, it's, it's just, I'm just going to show you something as well that's quite sure. interesting. Just let me talk about what you've asked me and then I'll go back to it. Sure. Well, first of, first of all, they're using, they're using, uh, um, they're coercing people, which which is a, we know what what coercion is. They're coercing people again, and they are using emotive topics. So they're using it as a oh, it's a time of great cheer and uh, and jolly and frivolities and and gift giving and coming together with the families. But I can tell you, I worked in the emergency room, and Christmas time, this the suicide attempts increased because people believe that you know no one loves them; they're on their own, and yet the divorce rates go through the roof straight after Christmas as well. Uh, uh, pardon fighting with families yeah people drinking lots of alcohol lots of the, you know lots of domestic um uh disputes over christmas but it's it's using that time and people get into a lot of debt over christmas so they're using this very emotive time when people are trying their hardest to come together to say uh you know even even santa's doing it it's ridiculous it's absolutely ridiculous i just want to talk about something else here as well um when we go through history euthanasia was practiced in times of austerity and you can go right back to the 1700s and during the great depression in america they um, utilized euthanasia and it's all there in the public domain don't take my word for it you know i'm just a conspiracy theorist please go and look it up yourself do your due diligence um, and now what we're seeing in the UK is a great big push, 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 push to euthanasia. And indeed, my MP Nas Ghani voted in favour of assisted dying. You know, let's not dress it up here like fancy dress. Let's call it what it is, euthanasia. And uh, so we've got all of these people in, in government right now who are all, many of them, have got links to eugenics, even Winston Churchill attended eugenics lectures we know that boris johnson and all of the, all of these people links to eugenics and if you go and look, start to look up um huge um um the, the matt hancock's the main shareholder in genomics genomics england limited and he said he was going to gmap five million brits when he was interviewed by the world economic forum in 2019 well it's a very fine line between genomics and eugenics now, we're also told, oh, we're, we're living longer. But I'm just going to show you something here. It's quite interesting. And this is from the 1700s. And this is a, some ashes are clearly interned here. And you can see that this lady lived till her 73rd year. Do you see that, Tim? Yeah, that's interesting. And uh, there's other ones, 72. So they're just taking in. 72. So these are basically like a headstone in the church or the, the ashes buried under the headstone or. Yeah, what, what they do is when they, they, yeah, they, 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 they intern it. And then, and then you'll get some very important people and they'll have, um, they'll have tombs. But then what we've got here is um, 74 and 1730. And these are both men and they both died at 49 and 41 years. And it's interesting, the reason I picked it up with 1700 was, of course, it's exactly where you can go back to and you can see austerity and euthanasia was practiced. Um, and that's another one there. So it'd be quite interesting um, 
to track to track this back. Of course, there's a big thing behind the benefactors. You'll always find that the biggest tomb in the graveyard outside will be the biggest benefactor to the church. Um, do you know, I was, I was just listening to, I was listening to Derek Prince on spiritual warfare and the Holy Spirit. I absolutely love it. You know, I mean, Derek Prince talks about, um, you know, uh, the, the son of God, Christ is, is at God's right hand and the Holy Spirit is within us. But in order to, you know, the through going in order to get to the father is through the son, but we must be like the lamb of God, which is Christ. We must be meek. We must be forgiving and gentle not with aggression and um, I, I've been really thinking about that a lot and uh, and how we you know we we speak to people how we because it's very easy to get very angry when um, oh, people believe this nonsense uh, just slightly digressing here this is um, Lord Hannon Bellas brother of the Lord of Lord Mowbray so this was uh, his tomb, and there's a helmet, a knight's helmet, no less. In loving memory of, um, oh gosh, look at this! Can you see it, Tim? We can see it, but it's nineteen. Okay. There's a plaque up here. Yep. Oh, it says. Uh, but but anyway, this would this is a tomb. This would be a knight, and the coat of arms, of course, if you can see that, the lion, which is the coat of arms, here. But yeah, I was I was finding it interesting that even our days of the week are pagan. All of the the the, the foundation, the days of our week are all from pagan names, which is interesting, isn't yep. it? My, you know, Sunday. So um, I would yeah, I'm yes. really I'm I'm grateful to have at parties me um, <laughs> lately. <laughs> yeah. So, so we've got William Bellairs here. And he was the High Sheriff of Rutland. The, sh the High Sheriff of Rutland, born in 1793. Died Boy, they in keep that plaque clean too. Yeah. <laughs> but the point is, he was 70. He was 70, born in 1793. Do you see when they say, oh, we're living longer? It's yeah, we're, we're not. They're, the thing, no, that's a, no, that's a good point you're making. By the way, for people who are listening by way of Red State Talk Radio, Kate Shimrani is um, out of the house today. And she is walking through a, shall I say, ancient? <laughs> it's been there yeah, since what the eleventh century. It's is from that the eleventh century. Yeah. It's so, so if you guys are interested in St. seeing Mary's that, Church. Yes. If you're, if you guys are interested in seeing that, jump over to sunslibertymedia.com, before it's news.com, or any of the other places. You can see it's some of what she's showing us here, uh, in the midst of of what's taking place. But yeah, you're what's exactly right. Uh, you're showing us some things of where some of this paganism has infiltrated the church. And it's almost unrecognizable to what it was when it began, when the New Testament church began in the first century. Yeah, absolutely. Well, the very fact that you've got a, a church just full of Christmas trees, the fact that you're celebrating, there's no church service today, and today's the Sabbath. No church service, just a wedding later. So shouldn't this be full on the Sabbath? Because the first day of work, if you look at, you know, in the Jewish culture there, Everything gets going on Sunday because that's the first day of the week. It's the first day of our week, and yet they don't have they don't have a church service today. It's it's very very interesting that uh, you know when you when you come and see it. But but regardless, you know this the the window. I don't know if you can see that window as well. Can you see that? Yep, I can see it. I mean, and um, you know the acoustics in these buildings would of course be. That's why they were made like this. And when, when two or more gather in his name, he'll be there. So, you know, for prayer, 
but it's uh i know when you come into church now it's very um hushed stiff um i i did see was there some vicar on the other day i i think i sent it to you he was talking about um what was it oh yeah there's another one here tim okay 80 years old In 70, is that 17? And what's the guy's name? John Simpson? Yeah, John Simpson. John Simpson. Eight, 18, 18, and he lived to 80 years old. Wow. So, of course, uh, I, I can't remember who it was who said it. Uh, it was somebody in politics. They wanted everybody in the UK by the age of 40 to be on at least four prescription medications. 70, 76 years of age in 1720. Um, that's yeah 15 year old but of course you know people do die people die of accidents but a long long time ago uh, the biggest threat to your health would be to get roller you know rolled over by a cart or falling off something or you would um get an infection and now you know what do we see now all the degenerative diseases and i've heard people try and argue and say well that's because they didn't have a name for them they were still around then it's simply not true you know the diabetes uh, that wasn't around. Um, you saw that coming in when sugar came in. Um, the Industrial Revolution, and, and it just spewed out all of that toxic matter. Now you've got all the toxic food, we've got all the hybridized wheat, and this is where we're now seeing diabetes, colitis, Crohn's, arthritis. And um, it, it is quite remarkable, um, you know, that, that where people don't, they don't go and look and yeah, it's, isn't it interesting? Give me eyes to see, Lord, and ears to hear. We have social media, we have newspapers, we have telephones, we have mobile phones, we have the internet. So even if we don't want to watch mainstream, we can watch everything else. Why do people not know the truth? Because the devil comes to lie, steal, and, and kill, and cheat. Everyone's been distracted. You've got the World Cup. For the first time I can ever remember, it's, it's in winter. So they're all watching that, but nobody's actually watching the fact that um, Jeremy Hunt has just, uh, they've just increased the amount of people that can be placed on palliative care, end of life care. Palliative doesn't mean making them comfortable. It comes from the Latin word to, to hide, to conceal. So you've got more and more people being placed on that. Um, that's a minimum. If they don't reach that target, they lose money. Well, and Kate they've incentivized it. Yeah, let me let me ask you a question about that because you, you we we're still having people who are still going to take shots. We've got people who are still taking their kids to get shots. Now they've they've come out with this thing. What we we put it on Sons of Liberty Media uh, yesterday, I believe it was. Let me just pull it up right quick. And um, <clears throat> but but please they, keep two meters distance, <laughs> even going in the church. <laughs> so yeah, this is this is what we had up yesterday, last night. Diabolical, FDA clears new COVID-19 vaccines for babies and children under age five. Now, they know this stuff. They know it. They know what it's doing. There's no question as to what it's doing. And yet now they're targeting the children with it. And I think there's a lot of people who don't, have, who don't have a clue. When you look at who the, the Mockingbird media here in the U.S., and you figure, okay, well, they had 5 million people watch yesterday. That sounds like a lot, but when you've got a nation of 320-something million, that's not really a lot of people who watch that stuff anyway. And then you can break down alternative media, probably less than that or the same, something like that. Uh, some people mix over, and you got some different people. But 
it's not all these people who are looking to actually educate themselves by looking at the evidence, looking at documentation, listening to doctors, listening to nurses come out about this stuff. And so people are just continue to go along with whatever they've been indoctrinated to do. And many of us have, I, you know, I was taught to, and my wife were about shots when we were little, we started that out with the, the, the older kids that we have now. And we stopped like with the second or third, I forget which one, but we stopped there because we found out what it was doing. Um, even though I don't, I don't know what it did maybe even to our own kids, but I think there's a lot of people who are just, they're ignorant and they they don't know any better and they don't know where to go to find the information in the first place. And they're just falling right into this trap. Yeah, they are. But I also think, and I've, I've spent a lot of time watching people recently. Um, there's a lot of people who they, they, they want to be governed. They don't, you know, when you pass on your responsibility to someone else, then it's not their fault. That's right. And yep. you'll hear them, you'll hear them saying, you know, you know, they, they don't want us to do that. They want us to do this. And, and I say, who's they? Who's they? And, uh, well, they want us to, you know, not pass on the virus. Who's they? And, um, it's, 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 it's incredible that you don't see, you know, you, you've got them all arguing about the fact that, um, they're not allowing alcohol in Qatar. Well, that's, that's their, that's their, their culture. And, um, and normally, you know, to have been, you know, watching football synonymous with having 10 pints of lager, not everyone just, but generally drinking a lot. Um, this ch church is quite spectacular. Look at that. Wow. A little house. That's yeah, beautiful. Can you see the, can you see the little street here? The little. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, and we've got some chemtrails going on in the sky. Look, <laughs> but they're just, it's nice of them, isn't it? On a Saturday, it was blue skies earlier. This is uh, a little typical uh, market town, market town of Melton Mowbray, where they would, you know, they'd have a, um, a livestock market here and all the, all of the sheep and the cattle would come through it and they'd all bring their stock to market. And uh, so it's, like I say, it's famous for pork pies and um, it's, it's a little bustling market town. It's really pretty. Uh, but yeah, going back, you know, it's interesting that they'll, They'll argue and, and it'll all be over the news about, you know, taking the knee or wearing an armband, saying one love and all this. But nobody really. I've just said it to some musicians walking up. Uh, she, they were go the musicians as I was walking up, getting ready to come on to, to the radio to you. There was a group of musicians, all, all you know, a, a, a grey quartet. They were all the other side of 65 at least. And they were heading off to play at a widow's um, carol service. And I said, oh, I bet there's a lot then. And uh, she just sort of laughed. And I said, well, 83% of the elderly that went into the hospital in the last two years didn't make it out. She went, oh, yes, isn't it frightening? And I said, no, it's called being informed. They've been killed with morphine and midazolam. And she just went, ah, and carried on walking. People don't even ask. They don't want to know. They just want to carry on. Whilst I was driving up to Leicester, I passed an outdoor garden place and they were selling Christmas paraphernalia, you know, like 12 foot Santas and great big sparkly LED reindeer. And there was people walking across the car park with a, you know, a great big life-size reindeer under their arm that's covered in LED lights. And they can't afford to heat their homes, people. But I drove here and saw lots of houses lit up like a Halloween cake. You know, all their lights, masses and masses of lights outside. 
So it's interesting that the, you know, that thing about, you know, Romans 13, love your neighbor as you love yourself. If surely, you know, and, and it is the time to, the time of great cheer. It is the season to be merry. Tra la la la. And aren't we supposed to, you know, love our neighbor? So when I see a lot of the things that go on, it's virtue signaling. You know, I'm sure these people will turn up at church and many of them will be, be good and righteous people, but there'll be people in there who won't. They'll just be in there thinking that's their ticket to the Lord's kingdom and they'll go home and shut their door and not give a... Come once a year on Christmas Eve. Yeah, come once... My friend says, come... Do you do that? <laughs> she said, come once a year on Christmas Eve. <laughs> well, you know, I, I, I've, often, I've often said that, that people will... Should we go for a little walk? They'll show up at the church uh, at Christmas and Easter, and then no other time do they give a thought to Christ, what his sacrifice was, what the Father did for us, or any of that. And it's kind of like, okay, you guys are just selling, celebrating your own judgment here, from my yeah. estimation. You're, you're celebrating your judgment. And you were talking about people being uh, wanting to be governed because they won't yeah. govern, they won't self-govern. Nice. This is why, this is why we, we push the law here. Because the law drives us to Christ. That's what Paul says. That's what it, it's, a, it's a schoolmaster to drive us to Christ. So the law has to be used to push us to Christ. If somebody doesn't use the law in their presentation of the gospel, they're, they're not helping the person get a proper diagnosis from the Lord as to why they need the good news in the first place. So here's what Paul says. Check this out. This is from 1 Timothy chapter 1. And here's what he says. We know that the law is good. Now, this is New Testament, guys. We know that the law is good if a man use it lawfully. Knowing this, that the law is not made for a righteous man, but for the lawless and disobedient, for the ungodly and for sinners, for unholy and profane, for murderers of fathers and murderers of mothers, for manslayers, for whoremongers, for them that defile themselves with mankind, that's sodomites, for men stealers, for liars, for perjured persons, and if there be any other thing that is contrary to sound doctrine, according to the glorious gospel of the blessed God, which was committed to my trust. And so there is a, there is a place for using the law, and we must use it lawfully. And so, yeah, there are a lot of people who don't want to govern themselves. They want to be governed, and they beg for their tyranny. They beg for it. They don't want, they're not like, at least my thinking is, I don't want somebody sitting over me, threatening me with things that aren't even moral issues. So, yeah, you're exactly right. Hey, some people want that. Yeah. So this this lane here behind me is where uh, medieval kings used to travel from London to the north. This little lane. So can you see it? Yeah. So they used to, I don't think they've ever had this gate. I was just looking at a sign there. You can go to, you can go to a carol service in the church, but you, you need to have a tenor. Do people actually live down that street or is it just kind of blocked they, off? They do. No, okay. no, no. They, uh, it's now been made into, you can see it's been made into people's, these people's homes. There's the church view. So this is called Church, church Lane. And this was where medieval kings would travel from you're on live radio in america girls give it a wave <laughs> look at that tim you can clear the street in two minutes <laughs> and so this would be so they would the medieval kings would come up here uh going through going from the south to the north traveling up from london so uh yeah 
now we have uh, now we have a hologram in a carriage uh, for the Queen's. With... Oh yes, guess what else they still got up here? Hunting with dogs, fox hunting. Yeah. So uh, yeah, so this has been made into um, some houses. That looks like a really nice house. Oh look, you see, hunting, hunting, fox hunting, and they've got on their door they've got a fox knocker. Do you see? You better do a runner now because I just knocked on the door. <laughs> and uh, some people sitting outside. Do they give you the blankets? You're on live radio, ladies. Say hello in America. They're having a glass of wine, a glass of wine and some tobacco. The good Lord grew that. Um, so, yeah. Oh, oh no. Oh, no. I'm just going to show you something. I'm not a royalist. Oh, my goodness. Exactly. Uh, anyway, but and for those on the radio, there was how many pictures? Like nine pictures of Queen Elizabeth. Yeah, on their that door? was definitely oh my someone goodness. who's got there an obsession. So this now, just put your hand through that because she'll pull. So um, yeah, people are really skimpy. They've got Christmas lights. So this is the, a typical marketplace in a town, and on Saturdays, uh, people will come and set up their stores, and. Uh, and so I'll have a wander over, but that you can see they're selling things. So that would have been, this would have been like this years and years ago. This would have, hundreds and hundreds of years ago, this would have been the marketplace. And people would have come here um, to barter their wares. And then we had, uh, uh, I think it was 1699. Sir Isaac Newton was made Warden of the Mint. Yeah, there's, these same names come down the lineage. And uh, he was there, um, asked to get rid of all the counterfeit coins. So that's when he employed infiltrators and, uh, and all of the, uh, all the counterfeit, the people that were making it, uh, the forgers were all executed. And then it was all the poor people that had the counterfeit coins. So the rich got richer and the poor got starved. Um, Interesting. So you can, yeah, that was, that was Sir Isaac Newton, Warden of the Mint, 1699. I just came across that randomly one day when I was studying. Um, so people here at, quite nice you can see they're selling um oh now this is this is good old british cuisine here uh -oh. for all you americans this is going to be trouble um, this is going to be trouble oh, food look, right here yeah look look we've got we've got uh we've got i think that's turkey is that turkey or pork pork it's a pig hello and stuffing and sausage and burgers and uh i'm getting hungry now so look people are oh gentleman wearing a mask uh doesn't know that it's fresh air honestly hey, but kate, he kate hang on for us uh we'll hold you over a little bit it. i found it okay I found we're it. gonna we're gonna hold you over for just a little bit guys if you're on if you're on uh red state talk radio join us over on sons of liberty media.com we're gonna let kate do her little tour here in the town that she's in in england if you want to see it jump over there before it's news.com dlive.tv at the sons of liberty any of the other outlets that we're on there Bradley, be with you at three. Get with the people of God. Read the word of God this weekend. We'll see you on Monday, Lord willing. All right. I want to welcome everybody coming over from Red State Talk Radio. And we're going to just let Kate continue her little market search. Market search. I'm, I'm wondering, Kate, are you going to are you going to get something you're going to eat there? Well, uh, I'm at Ray's store here. And you can see Melton Mowbray, Blue Stilton, the king of English cheeses. Give it a wave, Ray. Wow. This is Ray's this is Ray's store and uh Ray's Whoa, got he's got some, some cheese going on there too. He's got some pork pies. 
Now, the reason people used to put their pies, uh, their meat into pies many, many years ago was, well, the meat used to go off for a start and they used to, put, I'm, honestly, if I threw this at somebody, I could kill them, let me tell you. <laughs> this weighs a ton. I may as well like just put it straight on my thighs because that's where the fat would be going. But anyway, this is a, um, this is a pork pie. So it's pork inside and then it has jelly around the outside. And as you know, I don't eat meat, but I'm not going to lie. As a kid, there was nothing better than some pork pie with some Branston pickle. Isn't that right, Ray? Hello. Uh, so, and uh, I wonder if Ray can ship up... overseas here. Yeah, look, this is a Stilton. <laughs> look at the... oh my word! This All is right, a whole Stilton cheese. Exp ex I've heard of that. Explain that to me. What's different than that? And say blue cheese. Oh, four of these make a whole Stilton. You need four of these. Oh, wow. Um. Well, this is uh, It's it's kind of this is this is uh. It's actually penicillin that's in that. It's mold. It's mold. It's well, I thought green. all cheese it's was a certain kind of mold anyway. Yeah, so that's the mold growing in it. And people typically have this with a glass of port, darling. Some port wine. <laughs> and uh, this is, uh, this. oh, this is getting really interesting now. This this is your pasties, but this one's black pudding. This is the blood of the pig. Okay, yeah, I'm not interested in that. I've heard of it. In it's pie. like, oh, Yeah, oh. you want the cheese. You want the cheese. I'm getting to the, the cheese. The cheese, definitely. So, Yes. So these are all Stiltons. Tim, you would love this. It smells like old socks. <laughs> but, um, <laughs> it really does. It smells like old socks. But I'm going to say, as a child, if you know, you would see older people eating this and Brussels sprouts, so you'd be you'd be vomiting. And um, and then I don't know what happens as you get older. Something happens to us as we get older. We kind of flip where we like Stilton cheese and we love Brussels sprouts. I mean, what's that all about? Um, so uh so yeah this is this is um all of our cakes oh you're on the radio in america sir if you don't want to be on it you don't own money anyway so this is this is a market store he's selling his fruit and veg and i'm taking it he's been to the fruit wow. market early this morning get it get us some shots his, yeah get some shots of that look at that mix them match do your thing. Do my thing. Go on, that give looks a great. No, do your shot. So what they do is on marketplaces, they'll typically give it some welly. Give it some welly, sir. Come on, give it some English welly. They're American. Yeah, come on, get it out there. Be like, two bowls for a pound, lad. No, that's cockney. That's no good. I mean the wrong I'm, 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 we, we say, I'm from down, down south. So, of course, this is in the middle of England, this is. And, uh, and so they Kate, say grass up we, here, and, we, and they say grass down south. We, we've got a question here. Um, we, we've got a question for you here. Why is Kate smelling Any old two socks? For two pound. <laughs> That's Stilton cheese. So, um, so, so, no, no, it's okay. So you can see they're selling all their stuff and uh, shouting their wares. There's a lady over here selling cards and cups. Pardon? She's drawn all these cards herself. What's your name, my love? Kaylee, Kaylee Taylor Art. Have you got a website? What's your website? Kaylee Taylor Art. She's drawn all of these beautiful cards wow. herself. And remember, they do fox hunting up here in Melton. Yeah. So, my, daughter, uh, my daughter makes her own cards, too. She, she makes them yeah, for a lady she works made, for as well. She's made some uh, baubles, which is lovely, because at least it's better than it being testicles like it used to be. <laughs> um, so, uh, 
Yeah, you got to go. And uh, yeah, so this is a typical little streets you can see. I don't know whether you really have these in in uh, the states, do you? We d well, we so have little streets like that, but you have to you have to kind of get the older section, the historical section of some cities. Not all cities have them, but but some of them do. We're walking up to ye. Thank you, fellas. Thanks, Ray. I'll be back for a massive big Stilton, one for each buttock. Um, I just can't imagine. Um, can you hear me, Tim? Yep, we can hear you. We're going up to the ye old pork pie shop. Um, Getting a little what? history, a little English Melton culture Mowbray going on here this morning. Protected names. What's that? Melton Mowbray pork pies are a protected name. Oh, Melton Mowbray pork pies are a protected name. You can't call any old pork pie. You can't, yeah, you can't call any random pork pie Melton Mowbray pork pie. Only the ones that are made here. Just like you can't call any random nurse registered. It's protected by Parliament. <laughs> and uh, for, for the <laughs> Kate, for the for the people who are joining us now, which city are you guys in again? Well, no, we're not in a city. We're in the market town of Melton Mowbray, home to Melton Mowbray pork pies. <laughs> okay. And uh, so this is a typical market a street. And uh, this is a Saturday, the Sabbath. People are bringing their wares to the market and uh, selling them. And look, we've got a van here. Do you see? We've got a van here selling your butcher's meat. Cleaver meats. I'm surprised your government hasn't put somebody out there in the midst of that with their little COVID shot, little, you know. They've had it. They've, we've had them. In all the towns, they had a little vaccine bus. Uh, but I think it got a bit dodgy for them because people started to get wise to it and all the anti-vaxxers, terrible anti-vaxxers. With their, uh, so they were all out. But here we are, look, ye old pork pie shop. Can you see it? Yep. Ye old pork pie shop, Dickinson and Morris. Let me see if I'll get through it. And it's from 1851. So it's a very old shop. And, uh, oh, they're selling, uh, you can buy lots of cakes, but they actually have got. Uh, a whole cupboard here with Melton Mowbray pork pies. Interesting. Look at that. Wow, that's a little tiny thing. That's so, like a cheeseburger. Like I say, yeah, and they've got some more cheese over here. Yeah, that's a little Sorry. tiny thing. The guy, it, the guy you went to before, he's got the he's got the goods. Yeah, uh, he's got. But here's another one. This wow. is uh, Colston Colston Bassett Stilton. Tim, I'm going to have to send you some Stilton cheese. And look, they've got some Stilton here that is, uh, oh, no, this is a different piece. Actually, that, uh, that'll probably throw the dogs off in customs. The so they'll think this is bad socks. <laughs> <laughs> I'll tell you what's really interesting. One of the, there is a custom in the UK of cheese rolling. Well, it's England, not the UK, it's England. And every year they have a cheese rolling competition where they roll those great big round cheeses down a hill. And they have a great big party that day and a big tent and food. And they literally roll the cheeses down the hill and it's a competition. <laughs> um, I mean, who comes up with that? Towns, who comes up with doing that? <laughs> I tell you, most market towns as well also have a pram race where they, every summer, you have to decorate your your pram and then people sponsor you and you race from pub to pub uh, with your pram 
uh, with somebody in it, an adult, and people dress up for it. And it's called the, the pra- annual pram race. I mean, in, in, in days of old, you see, they used to have the executions and uh, you'd uh, people would come out like at Tyburn. I must go and do a show from Tyburn. At Tyburn, you used to have those that were condemned to death would be hanged at the four-legged mule in Tyburn. And all the market stores would come out on the day of the executions. There'd be flyers who was headlining, literally, whose head was going to be in the noose. And uh, people used to, it used to be a national holiday. They used to take the day off, bring their children to watch people being executed. And if they uh, gave a good speech and they, they would give them a good death, they'd be cheered and applauded. And if they wept and, you know, urinated all over themselves and were fearful, they'd be booed. Um, so, uh, yeah, it's quite interesting. Wow. These people have, these people have won pot cups for their pies, look. And there's a big pork pie with a little house, the shop in it. So, yeah, this is a 1851 ye old pork pie shop. I, I personally love all these, um, you know, all these market towns. I was born, um, in a little market town, Bullwell. Then I was, uh, which is in Nottinghamshire, which is just a little bit north of here. And uh, so for me, you know, driving up and coming here, it's like coming, it's coming home. It's really nice. But I, I would well, say to everybody, you know, if you're going to be eating your Christmas meals, uh, you should be not really having salt. And if you are going to have some Celtic salt, because it's got, I believe, 82 or 83 minerals, it's got all three magnesiums in it. Think about using some ghee as opposed to your, you know, canola cooking oils for your roast potatoes. Don't use any of those bad oils. Yeah. And, um, and and don't drink, you know, don't drink too much um, alcohol. You know, it takes your liver a good eight hours to metabolize one unit. And if it's doing that. Oh, yeah. Apparently, my friend is telling me all the heart attacks are on Boxing Day <laughs> <laughs> because they've all had all the pork pies. And you guys it. now you guys have Boxing Day coming up here very soon, right? Well, that's the day after Christmas yep. Day. There's yep. a man. There's a man walking along there with a turkey on his head. You see him? It's What's he got a, a turkey on his head for? It's got a hat. It's a, oh, you know, why are people wearing a mask is more what I should be asking. You know, I don't, at least that's. I mean, if you're wearing a warm. turkey hat, that's a little foul, isn't it? No pun intended. Yeah. <laughs> well, what's really funny is at least it's keeping his head warm. And, you know, why are people wearing masks? Is it to keep their faces warm? Because that's the only use I can think of. But yeah, oh, there's a little, uh, just looking what this is. This probably used to be an old council building, I would have thought. Um, but it's uh, probably, yeah, this, so that's that's sunny Leicestershire. Don't drink too much. Don't eat too much. This is, I was up for my friend's birthday and uh, here we are. We met when we were, actually, you're a couple of years younger than me. 56. 56. Today. Oh, no, I'm 57. So we met when we were uh, 30 and 29 and we've had a lot of children in there. Actually, Victoria <laughs> was pregnant with twins the same time I was having twins. Hers were due a month before mine. And one of the babies, I think, died at 11 weeks. Uh, eight. Eight weeks. And wow. Mariella was born on Christmas Eve. On the 22nd. Before, and died on the 23rd. Yeah. Mm. So Mariella, the other twin, uh, was born on the 22nd of December and died on the 23rd. And uh, she's had a... Uh, ashes interned we were all at that little funeral tiny white coffin and then i had my twins and uh five and a half weeks early in the april and victoria's uh, godmom to my twins and she's she's since she had another boy after that called noah 
nice. two wonderful sons. Yeah. Nice. They nice. are really well, lovely. Unvaxxed and oh, I've said that a bit loud. Everyone's looking at me and running away. Uh, unvaxxed, totally, totally awake to everything. Mm. Wonderful, wonderful boy. Never mm. done a PCR, and one of them is an accountant, so it's quite wonderful. Very, very savvy, nice boys. Let me let me ask you something else. Oh now, yeah, you... I've got to tell you something, Tim. Okay. Before anything. Yeah, go ahead. Obviously, I'm not going to say her son's name. Her son's an accountant. And he goes into care homes to do the accounts. Big, big firm. And he was just telling me this morning, owned by Americans, but they're, they're selling them all. Mm. I wonder if those two companies that are buying up them all, one HC1 and the other one begins with B, who've got their accounts in the Cayman Islands are buying them all. But what's interesting is he said to me, he said it was terrible. He said he was there for hours and he heard, you know, this lady shouting, water, water, I need a drink, water. And he said, and he thought after, you know, 10 minutes, somebody would come and he says, after half an hour, she's still shouting it. After an hour, still shouting it. People screaming and shouting for help. He said, it was horrific. Wow. Yeah. It's, uh, you know, that lady wanting a drink should have been given one, you know, almost immediately, really. Sure. And certainly within five minutes. Yeah, it's not that but, big you know, a deal to get these, a glass of water. But on the 29th of April, 2020, doctors were given authority um, that those who were critical for OTC score six through nine could have all essential medications, food and water removed. Um, I don't know what kind of doctor would do that. And now the, nurse, uh, the nursing home managers, who aren't nurses, have the authority to put someone on end-of-life care. And also, they've just announced with their uh, expanding palliative care, putting more people on the death pathway, incentivizing it, more money, um, carers can have access to that end-of-life care as well. What is end-of-life care? Mm. It's, it's, it's benzodiazepines and opioids. Yeah. That's exactly what it is. Yeah. So, um, but you know, um, just saying, we, we don't have anyone to blame for this but ourselves because why are we not taking care of our elderly, which is the order of events? That, that's exactly right. That's, that's exactly right. That, um, one of the things I want to ask you about was you wrote me this, and I guess we'll close the show on this. You talked about the strep. They're saying strep throat yeah. is killing children over there in England. I, I mean, look, I've had strep throat when I was a kid. I think we've had a couple of kids with strep throat. I know for, I never known it to be an issue that where it was really threatening anybody unless it Absolutely. was maybe mixed with something like scarlet fever or something like that. But usually, Absolutely, Tim, yeah, go ahead. There, uh, it tells you it, apparently in the insert. I haven't checked this myself, but I've been told it by uh, Vicky today that in the insert it does say one of the side effects of that flu shot, that mist up the nose, is that it's uh, is that strep throat. So, you know, are these kids getting that? And then what are they giving them? Don't forget, they've all. I, I, I don't know this. I'm just saying it, but they have authorized um, remdesivir for children, and we know that 53 percent. Oh my goodness! Of patients in the Ebola studies that were given remdesivir, they died. And just another a salient point here, um, the elderly with comorbidities are now receiving letters coming from the NHS. I've got those letters. I can send them to you. And they're stating um, you're, you're to do, if the first sign of coronavirus, you're to do uh, one of these three tests that we will send you. Do not use the test from anywhere else. You can only use these ones that are coming from the government. Uh, you can only use those three. If you, if you get a negative result, you do two more on the next couple of days. And uh, and then you have to ring your doctor where you'll be given care, emergency care. That emergency care will be remdesivir. Interesting. Interesting. Yep. I'll cover that next week. Wow. Caring has a different definition for those people oh, over there. Oh, absolutely. It's, it's, it's welcome to the Incredible. National Harm Service. Please do enter the hospital where we will then call you a bed blocker, yep. take control of your finances, take away your liberties and put you into one of our scare homes where you'll be placed 
uh, with a, a, a heroin with heroin and then it's Asta La Vista baby and then you keep paying for that care home room until the next person goes in so the relatives get another bill and the government have announced they're going to go right down to the last 100k that you own. This is literally rape of the nation by the gangsters at the top. Yep, that's exactly what it is. Kate, you got a final word you want to leave people with there, live from the place you're at? Melton Mowbray. Melton Mowbray. I've got it saved up pie. here so I can put that in the thing. Lectorshire. <laughs> whiskey. Oh, yeah. My friend said she's going to go and have some holy water shortly. She's okay. having a whiskey, in, what? a whiskey in her coffee. What is it? What, uh, what is, how do you say the name? Lectorshire? Leicestershire. Leicestershire. Thank you very much. Yeah, Leicestershire. Um, yeah, when it gets near the summer, I'm going to take the show on the road again when it gets warmer in the spring and do you a different place every week. Uh, and I'll do castles because I think it makes it more interesting to do a little bit of health in it as well. And well, I'll yeah, and we get a little history, history here. Some of us are in the States. We've yeah. never seen some of this stuff. I know a lot of people are saying, uh, Laurie says, appreciate your tour. Uh, several people have says, I've, I've learned some things here that I see in chat that they they haven't been there either. They said they would never see it if you weren't there. Yeah, so, you know... Um, and a little bit of history. And like I said, what's interesting about Leicester is that this was the birthplace of the anti-vax movement. Wow, that's incredible. And uh, yeah, so, you know, thank you to those that started it. And um, it's incredible that they were taken to court because their children had died and they weren't prepared to inject the children that they, they still had living. And they won. And they were put in prison. They were given fines that took three months salary. These were poor hard-working, working-class people, and they stood together. That's what they did. They all stood together. And this is what they're trying to do now, divide and conquer, and they're using tools like this. You know, they're trying to distract us. So, um, yeah, from the wonderful market town of Melton Mowbray, Sons of Liberty Radio, Kate Shamarani, natural nurse in a toxic world, thank you for all your emails. I'm getting back to you. If you would like a personal health consult, it's naturalnurse.mail.com. Please be patient. I was just having a couple of days off. Please go on our Telegram channel, British Nursing Alliance. The one with the single nurse icon is the one that myself and a couple of others post on. And I'll tell you what's really interesting is you can now go and look at what I've posted today about Lansley and how our health service was being broken down by design bit by bit. And now everyone is going to be put onto that end of life pathway, NG191, should they get sick. Now, more than ever, is a time when you should be looking after your health, thinking about what you eat. Is it natural? Start thinking about growing. If you're eating sugar, alcohol. I mean, there must be, when people are living in their late 70s in Mount Mowbray, those pork pies must have been good for you. And fat does not make you fat. And your low-density lipoprotein that they call bad cholesterol is the cholesterol that sits around the edge of the blood vessels and plugs up the gaps, the gaps from your toxins, your mold, your cigarettes any damage. And then uh, that also the lipo, the low density lipoprotein is the fat is the, the sorry, is the cholesterol carries the, the fat to your brain. Your brain is 2% of your body weight uses 30% yep. of your calories. So yep. you need your low density lipoprotein. So if you're taking statins, you're going to get dementia and it's also blocking your CoQ10 heart protective enzyme. So that cheese is not going to kill you. It's not going to make you sick. It's the crackers that you put beneath it <laughs> that is going to make you sick because that is your hybridized wheat with amylopectin A pushing your blood sugar through the roof. It's GMO. It's going to make holes in your blood vessels that then you're going to have to plug up. So try and not have the hybridized wheat, have some natural stuff. 
I want the sugary, my friend says, the sugary chutney that you put on the top. Yeah. So make your own chutney and use grape juice to sweeten it. So, uh, yeah, think about what you're putting underneath. Make your own bread. I think you need some beef summer sausage. That's what I think you need to have. Oh, God. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, listen, I will catch you later. Thank you so much. Absolutely. Thank you. from us. And and tell Victoria thank you. A lot of people said thank you to her as well as you. A lot of people said thank you. You you ladies have a good time there. Thank you. Bye. All right. Bye-bye. All right. There goes Kate. And uh, boy, that was interesting. I, I was, I guess I was expecting a little different stuff, but there goes Kate. We appreciate her very much. And Victoria, you know, Victoria, again, you guys don't mean maybe have heard the story uh, that Kate says, but they were apart from each other for a long time, had never hadn't talked or anything. And Kate didn't know that she was living near near her. And somehow she picked up the Sons of Liberty show. She's been watching it every week. Uh, Kate said she's got her Bible, uh, that she's a believer. And um, so, you know, praise the Lord for that. A small world, how things work like that. And we're glad to have her on the show. Thank you, Kate, for uh, taking us to tour, a little history. And uh, uh, now my stomach's growling and everything. Anyway, Bradley, be with you at three for two hours today. SonsofLibertyMedia.com. Get with the people of God tomorrow. Uh, gather with them. Read the word of God. Encourage one another. Pray for one another. Spur one another on to love and good works. And then, Lord willing, we'll talk to you bright and early, 6 a.m. Monday morning. We're going to have Eric Coos Jones with us on a story that is, it just boggles your mind. Very affluent attorney in New York had his wife committed. They stole $80 million from her. And uh, and my understanding is even trying to take their kids, take your kids. And uh, he's going to be on with us about what people can do on Monday. So if you got friends up in the New York area, they need to listen Monday morning uh, because this lady needs some support. There'll be a Zoom link. I think I think that their court deal is going to be a virtual Zoom link. So anybody, whether you're in New York or not, can jump in there. And we're going to give you that link on Monday <clears throat> if you want to be there to kind of give some support to this lady. Uh, the allegations are of that that the, the man was engaged in pedophilia. Um, but we, we don't have anything to actually prove that that was the allegations. And then he had her committed because she was saying those things. Anyway, Eric's going to be with us on Monday. Lord willing, we'll talk to you then. See ya.